Hey everyone, welcome to Steve and Bill Have a Quickie. You were gonna, you were gonna say movie films. I was. I screwed it up. You screwed it up. But this is the quickies. This is the quickies. Uh, we are gonna have this little short quickie episode about uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron because we did not want to toss our opinion in the middle of the regular episode. Uh, because A, our regular episode this week has nothing to do with Avengers, and also we know a lot of people hate or love or love to hate our opinions on the Marvel movies. So this way it's a nice little, this is uh, potato chips off it's to the true. side. Uh, they are potato chips, they are sour cream and onion. We also tossed a couple uh, cheddar and sour cream in there. Get a yes. mix in there, you'll, uh, you'll pull some chips out and be like, oh, this isn't what I thought. My hands are not orange and kind of has some green little flakes on it. I'm really confused. I'm really confused. I'm really uh, but, confused. But it's going to taste great. It's going to taste great. But I will say, this 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 mini uh, quickie bonus episode is very much related to this week's topic when we're recording this uh, quickie because the, the this film, uh, Age of Ultron, sucks because Jason Statham is not in it. Well, I think we just solved the MCU problem. I mean, Fury 7's a better movie. You know why? Jason Statham. Yep. Uh, should Jason Statham have been Ultron? Or should he have played all of the Avengers? Should Joss Whedon die? Uh, I wouldn't say that, but I would like him to stop writing or directing. One or the other. I can't tell which I don't like about him. That's true. Because he does some stuff really well and other stuff absolutely horribly, and I don't know if it's his scripts or how he directs. I honestly, genuinely don't know. Well, as they say... But never mind. Wait, no, I got the answer. Res Alien Resurrection was a piece of dog shit. It's his scripts. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay, well, well, I guess uh, before we get too ahead of ourselves... Uh, in this quickie, let's uh, let's just uh, start it out right. Um, I guess let's do the positives. Let's let's do the positives. Let's get that out of the way. Steve, uh, what 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 are some of the positives or about uh, Age of Ultron? Well, uh, I want to say that I did like the movie. I left it. I had a good time, and that is much more than I was expecting, especially after <laughs> all of the other MCU movies in the past two years, except for Guardians. I mean, everything post-Avengers was a huge nosedive in quality. Everyone knows that I think that. Uh, so I just expected Age of Ultron to be more of the same. And it wasn't. It was, it was more than just fluff, although not much more. Please don't get me wrong. But there was a decent story. There were some decent character moments. The action was solid. Not original, but solid. It was fun. It was a good time. Um, the villain was actually the villain for the whole movie. And it was a good villain. Uh, if I had to say specific positives, one of the things I would immediately go to, uh, Scarlet Witch's dream sequences that she inflicts on the Avengers, gorgeous, surreal, terrifying on a more psychological level, I dug those a lot, those were super well done, and I feel that most, most of the time other movies would kind of just half-ass that stuff, because it's not that important, but they really went all out with really getting into the, uh, inner fears of each of the characters, and I think that's super cool. That was really cool. Uh, I feel like those scenes... I feel like Freddy um, could have popped into any of those. That's true. And it would have been fantastic. Yeah, like, those scenes felt too good for this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, those scenes were better than everything else. And if that was Joss, then good job. Although, with how different the tone was, I'm willing to bet that was a, a friend of Joss's that said, you should do this like this. Or the, or the studio. Or the studio, yeah. Because the studio had a couple good ideas on this that Josh didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I we're, we're sticking in positives. Sticking uh, in positives. I'll, I'll um, toss one out there now. Uh, dream sequences. I liked um, Hawkeye. Jer I like Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, I should say. Jeremy Renner's great. Yes. And this film let him do more stuff. Yes. Whether that's on the part of him complaining that he doesn't get to do anything or fans wanting him to do more. I'm sure it's... I, I would say it's quite a lot, probably a lot of Renner just 
wanting to do more and then yeah. letting him do more, which I liked. Um, yeah, because uh, Hawkeye in the comics is very much the voice of reason for the team. That's mm -hmm. kind of his point of being there. Uh, in the first movie, they just had Captain America be that, so Hawkeye had no reason to exist in the film. Mm -hmm. So in this one, they actually made Hawkeye Hawkeye, which I thought was really good. I wasn't a big fan. I, I liked the idea of his normal life, but it was a little too hallmark for my taste. Yeah, but, we'll, get to, we'll get into that. But, but uh, Hawkeye as a character, his dialogue, how he spoke, what he thought of things was so spot on that I loved it. Yeah, a lot of good moments, like... Um... When, uh, oh, 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 I think we should. I think everyone should know by now. This will be very spoiler heavy. Um, we haven't said anything spoiler horrific so far, but we will get into that. Um, my one of my favorite clips from him was obviously he doesn't like uh, Quicksilver, even though they don't call him that. So I guess we'll say Pierre. Pierre. Pierre ugh, can't say his name. Pierre Quicksilver. Trump. Quicksilver. Yeah. We'll, say, we'll say Quicksilver. Shit. You know, call him that in the movie, but we'll say Quicksilver. How uh, he has that moment where Hawkeye said, "You know, I could just, I could just kill him. No one would know." No one, no one would know. know. What happened to that? What happened to that? You know, Faskin. No, I don't know. There was an Ultron on him last time I saw. Yeah, exactly. That was a good. That was a, that was that was a good line. Fantastic line. And just a little, just a little. Generally, generally, he's probably my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's how it should be, honestly, because <laughs> he is he is the least cool, probably all around the least cool character on the team. Um, when you look at like the powers and how the characters look and stuff, mm -hmm. so he has to be funny and charismatic to matter and he does for so sure I, so i think this movie is going to cause a lot more little boys to dress up like hawkeye for halloween than the first movie did um maybe by comparison i mean when i say a lot more i mean last year there were three in the whole country no there's gonna be a lot of uh, kids wearing parkas with gigantic silver ultron shoulders on them <laughs> i still wish that was the actual ultron <laughs> would it look better probably would look better but um uh, what are the positives? Uh, I liked Quicksilver in the movie, honestly. Um, um, that might just yeah. be because of how much I did not like Quicksilver in Days of Future Past. Oh, really? I heard a lot of people, like, especially now, prefer that over Age of Ultron. I know. I know. A lot of people were saying that. But to me, I really liked the accent. I liked how they did his character, although he barely had anything to do. Um, Joss actually portrayed his super speed a little bit more realistically than the Days of Future Past. They were having him go post-flash levels of speed. This one, at least, was much more what Quicksilver can actually be like speed-wise. Mm-hmm. And more grounded. Uh, yeah. Super speedster. Yes, exactly. And I just like speedsters in general. I mean, a speedster character could be a piece of shit and I still end up liking because I love super speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, well, I don't have I don't have that many positives to say about that, but that involves some other things. Yeah, uh, um, I'm trying to think of other positives. I did like Vision a lot. Yeah, he's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I've just always been a fan of Vision. And although they did him in a very different way in this film, I dug it. I think... Um, is that Paul Beatty uh, doing the voice? Is that his name? I don't know. Okay, but it's the voice of Jarvis um, playing the Vision, and he looks and sounds fantastic in my opinion. Totally the Vision. I hope that he doesn't die when they take the mind gem out of his head, but he will. We, all, we all know that's going to happen because it's quote-unquote dramatic. Uh, it's uh, Paul Bettany. Bettany, Bettany, yeah, that's, that's right. Um, and there's a few uh, really a few moments during the action that I dug a lot. The Hulkbuster Hulk fight was fun. I have some problems with it, but in terms of just being an enjoyable action sequence, it had a nice well-placedness of humor and destruction and fighting. Yeah. And uh, the fight... The final climax, while still well being another Avengers versus an army of CGI things, 
Um, the moments where it was more so the team fighting Ultron directly were... I liked all of those moments. Oh, okay. Um, uh, a lot of the times the dialogue that Ultron was having with the characters... I did enjoy the shot of the characters inside of the church, the circular shot showing the whole team there, which was not, which was a comic booky shot, but it wasn't stupid like the comic booky shot in the opening of the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked Ultron as a villain, although he was heavily underutilized. And, and especially, I enjoyed the Joss went straight forward with making him very human with the AI. Usually in movies, AI, even if it's super ultra AI, it still thinks things logically and stuff. And this one, they made him totally um, more natural brain process. And uh-huh. finally, I really, really liked the final dialogue between Vision and Ultron. It was just a nice little moment that didn't need to be there, but I liked it. A lot. That was a nice, that was another uh, scene similar to the dream sequences where it, how it was almost it's almost as if um, they brought in Michael Bay to shoot that scene. Yeah, because it actually looked gorgeous with the sun, with this, the magic hour for the sun and everything. Yes. And you're absolutely right. Thank you, Michael. It, it Thanks, Michael Bay. Better. Thanks, Michael. Way Bay. better than anything Joss Whedon I've ever seen Joss Whedon do. Yep. So <laughs> good job to whoever Joss Whedon picked for a cinematographer. Uh, Michael Bay. Thanks, Michael Bay. <laughs> uh, see, I'd say those are my positives. Um, yeah, way more positives than I do. I think I went through. I think I, I think Hawkeye and that bit. I think that was those were all my positives. I mean, yeah, well, we uh, we agreed that the seventy-five on Metacritic is very very fair. I think the only difference between my opinion and your opinion is I gave it a C plus, you gave it a C minus. I think yeah. the only difference in our review is that I had more positives than you, but otherwise we're going to completely agree with everything. Yeah, and I don't know. That was also my review leaving it. It's, I think it's it's fallen to the same problem as the first Avengers did in the Marvel movies. That after I've thought about the movie more, uh, my my score's gone down. But if I, I I think I'd rather stick with my gut my gut reaction of the C minus maybe, mm-hmm. but around there. I, I think uh, for what the movie is and what people expect of it, I think the the score, especially compared to the first Avengers, first Avengers has like a high ni- mid-90s on Rotten Tomatoes. If we were going that by, you know, and by any means, I think the 75 is a very fair... Yeah. To, to fair to... Uh, this is a bit much for it, but okay. I think a 70... You know, that that, you know, that middle grade C area. Um, I, uh, I guess we just can just dive into uh, negative things, nitpickies, whatever people want to call it. Um, I, guess, I have a lot more than you do, I'm sure. Uh, actually, I, I guess I'll, I'll try to discuss some bits I remember hearing. Now. I did not like Ultron in this movie. Okay. Um, I I get what people are trying to pull, that he's like, well, Tony Stark made him, so he has to be like Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want that. I don't want my... I don't... I know it's tropey to have the robotic AI want to just kill everybody, That but that's Ultron. They're just going to have that. I was not at all really feeling digging the uh the comedy moments with him yeah um, and all the all the one-liners i get again i kind of get your point if it making him an actual ai but there's points where it's he's he's coming off like a joss it can might as well be a villain on buffy might as well be some uh monster of the week villain that's making stupid quippy lines at buffy and the scooby gang and all that shit when i just don't i i just was not feeling that for it what he should be doing i can see that i can see I, that i mean he should be I don't want to say as like as like uh, as logical as like the Terminator. Like it's a it's either you know you know this is cold that, that cold, but it almost needs to be that for kind of the the, the character and what he's doing. Would you like want it to be more like RoboCop? Yeah, I could say that. Like okay. that that's that's super. I don't know. I don't. Want to say, I'm trying to find the words. Like um, 
one directional like hey i'm the villain i'm doing this because even even arnold's the t-800 and terminator 2 could still be robotic but still have a personality to him but not be not making not be making as many dumb stupid lines all the time mm-hmm. i mean there's it's just a lot of things i was not feeling i mean that could be a personal that totally is per- personal preference i'm sure but from like the villain and as a whole i feel like his it, that this factors into his underutilization it just feels like he's doing nothing. Like, I'm super powerful. Whoops, I'm getting beaten up. Oh, I just every, got this. Every time. I got my heart ripped out of my chest. I'm getting beat up all the time. I'm, I'm useless. Go, <laughs> just go away. I'm, I'm shit tier right now. <laughs> he, he is exactly the same as Mickey Rourke in Iron Man 2. Yes, and I completely agree with really that. Really cool villain that they, that once, the, well, I guess Iron Man, I think Mickey Rourke in Iron Man 2 does a better job of looking intimidating and villainous than fucking Ultron does in this movie. Agreed on that as well. And I guess it's just as much as, hey, I'm involved in the fight now. Whoop, I got bitched out. <laughs> Bye. I'm super powerful dude that can do all this stuff, yet I'm not doing it very well. Um, a negative uh, for me relating to Ultron is that the Tony-Ultron father-son relationship is boring as shit and adds nothing to anything and not anywhere near as interesting as Hank Pym Ultron is slash would have been. Yeah, because he made him to... He has actual uh, guilt over it, which Tony Stark in this film has no guilt for creating Ultron. Captain America got more shit for saying language than Tony Stark got for creating a murder bot. No shit. Like, I th- <laughs> that's that's going to be one of my points, I guess, I can jump into it, is this, how, how does Tony get away with this at the end of the movie? Yeah. Everything that's happened, destru- destruction of an entire city, and deaths of thousands and thousands of people, don't give me shit about... Don't Anybody that loves this movie gives shit to Man of Steel. For, kill, for collateral damage and, and cause of human death. Because Tony Stark in this movie is responsible for way fucking more than, than, than Superman was in that movie. Yep. Him, him, I guess, I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna, I guess I'll blame Bruce Banner too. Which, that's another thing of, hey Bruce, we fucked up the first time. Let's just do the same thing again. Yay. With, with, but you're actually fighting with me less this time. Yeah. That was weird. It's like, I'm fine with Tony wanting to do it again. Because Tony thinks Tony is always right. He's a fucking supervillain. But, and then Thor showing up to making Vision happen, but everyone should have been against Tony in that scene. Yeah. And, uh, well, I, I'll try to finish that. So, like, finish up thoughts here but on Tony, but... Yeah, I just don't know how he gets away with it. He causes, he causes tons of collateral damage everything. By the end of the movie, it's like, everyone forgot about all that stuff. It's all hunky-dory. Bye, Tony! Yeah, have go fun, off Tony! To make your, go off to make your murder robots. Apparently you learned nothing from the last three movies you were in. Nothing! Tony in the Avengers series is not the same Tony from the Iron Man series. Because all the characterization that Tony got in Iron Man 3, although I don't think Iron Man 3 is a good movie, but Tony had a character arc. Mm-hmm. And that's out the fucking window in this movie. Out of, out of there. Might as well throw it out with the baby in the bathwater. No wonder Joss Whedon thinks Jurassic World is 70s era sexism and Tony Stark isn't. I don't think Joss Whedon has watched the Iron Man movies. Probably not. Um, he ain't got time for that. But yeah, Tony Stark, total supervillain. Uh, another thing I didn't like, uh, Black Widow and Bruce Banner? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna jump on the, there's some parts I thought were stupid writing, but I'm not gonna jump on like, Yeah, yeah, bad dialogue, on, bad dialogue. Sweden about sexism and stuff. No, yeah, fuck no. Bits, but I'm not that kind of person. I get, you know what, I don't care if they do the damsel trope, I don't care. Nope. What I hated was, A, Betty. This, this, Black, this Black Widow is not the same Black Widow from Iron Man 2, from um, Avengers, from uh, Winter Soldier. This is not the same character. No, it's not at all. It's completely different. I what the, I will say my most groan-worthy scene was the whole bit of Bruce saying, well, you can't be together because I'm a monster. And she's all like, 
well, it's okay. I'm sterile. And I think she's trying to imply that she's also murdered people. That makes her a monster. That puts her on the same level as a guy who turns into a green, like, nuclear bomb. Yeah. <laughs> no, go f- shut up. This is stupid and hacking and bullshit. And then the whole her flirting with him scene was cringeworthy. Yes. And it was, ugh, gross. I... Abysmal <sighs> writing. Abysmal writing. And what? And I, I kind of get the Black Widow attraction to Bruce. I kind of get that. Because, I mean, I, I get the whole, like she said, every, all the guys around me are fighters, and here's the one guy that's trying the best to not fight. I get that. That, by itself, does make sense. It's how it's handled, the dialogue, how cringy it is. Like, look at fl- Flirting in Amazing Spider-Man 2 that everyone was bitching was cringy, which is actually natural and well done. And adorable. And adorable versus this. And also, what about Betty, Bruce? I, I, yeah, exactly. Like I like how these films. I mean, I we'll get to it, and I think we got yeah we did we did get to it in our regular episode. Well, uh, they are addressing that Thunderbolt Ross still exists, but why are these films ignoring Betty? Yeah, even just one one sentence, just like a um, even if Black Widow said you you don't have to worry about hurting me, I'm not Betty. Yeah, something like that. Even though I feel like that'd be putting down Betty a lot. Absolutely, it would be. But I just, just want something. It was that was yeah. a bad example. It just but that's the only thing that popped my head just now in a second. Sure. Um, just any sort of thing, or even like when uh, Steve was talking to um, to Bruce about the flirting. Bruce could have just said, "No, nah, I don't know. I got someone back home," and Steve could just outright say, "When was the last time you seen her, though, Bruce?" Yeah. Anything. For sure. Um, so that I'm not. I don't uh, think it's bad enough to run Joss Whedon off the internet. Not at all. I, but I think for a man who's been yeah, touting the whole 70s-era sexism, all this shit, I found it incredibly hypocritical. Extremely hypocritical. To do all that. Um, I guess I got my notes here. I'm just going to jump around a bit. Uh, yeah, lead the for, way. Lead the way. Because I think people, I agree on almost all of your negatives here on that. There's many people that should, should on Man of Steel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this a lot because a lot of people who should on Man of Steel are loving this movie. And I, I call me crotchety. Call me, like, vindictive, I guess, whatever. But if I see something in this film that people should on Man of Steel for, I'm going to call them on it. Uh, everyone stood on Man of Steel for 9-11 imagery. Holy shit. When they're in South Africa and Tony brings down that building, there's dust everywhere. All, it's shot like fucking 9-11 imagery. What it's do you fucking want? 100% 9-11. It's just like, you guys, it's everyone is bitching on this, but then this movie does it. And in fact, I would argue that Tony, uh, Tony kills a lot of people on that. Because there's like cars like a, like, a, like a yard and two away from that construction site of those, those I-beams, everything collapsing down around it. Mm-hmm. I'm totally People died there. More Tony killing people. Um, oh, uh, real quick, I wanted to jump back. I, I forgot to write down uh, positives. Andy Circus. Yes. Ripped as fuck. Andy Circus. <laughs> Super fucking fantastic. Ripped as fuck. Andy Circus. Uh, leads into a negative though. Uh, for as much this movie has some moments of odd violence, but there's not a drop of blood anywhere to be found. Nope, not at all. Oh no, except when Quicksilver. When Quicksilver gets shot. It's like he got shot by paintballs. Yes. He, there should be blood everywhere. It should be like that scene in um, Rambo when fucking Sylvester Stallone used the Gatling gun on the dude in the truck. Because that's the kind of caliber bullets that Jet is using. Yeah, those 50 caliber rounds where heads should be like, just be like, just, <laughs> just pieces. It's just be pieces. Yeah, but even then, like, but as the, even when they get his corpse to the, the little carrier to take people away from the island, his, his, his there's going to be no blue. It should all be red. Yeah. All of, all of his internal blood is going to be his external blood. Everywhere. On top of that, like when Andy Serkis' character gets his arm ripped off, he just runs away. It's like it's like Ultron cauterized the wound when he ripped it off. Um, I will say uh, in that scene, it's not 
enough of a positive for me to list it, but I enjoyed how Ultron kind of accidentally hurt him, only because it reminded me of when Jason Voorhees in Part 6 didn't understand how strong he was yet and was accidentally ripping off limbs. That's funny. That's, like, that's the only reason. <laughs> I'll say these are funny scenes. I chuckled a bit at some of them, but I'm just like sitting there like, oh, that's kind of dumb. Yeah. So I was like, haha, oh. <laughs> kind of um, like, uh, kind of like the Mandarin, where you're just like, ha 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 ha. Oh wait, what the fuck just happened? Unless you're me in a the theater, where I'm sitting here like, what? This is a why? This is a, what? What is this? What? What is with this poop joke? Oh no, the poop joke is where it lost me. Fart joke. Um, moving on. Uh, there's a lot of hand waving in this movie. A lot, <laughs> a lot of, of like Tony saying, "I'm doing this." Uh, Jarvis is okay. Jarvis is fine. He was over here and, and at the center of the internet. Which is the thing, apparently. And he's literally hand-waving, because he has these uh, holograms he can just wave around and do science! Science things. Which I know it's a nitpick, whatever, but I thought a lot of moments it was really a bit much. Yeah, I was expecting that person fighting Ultron to be, like, Takala or just someone else super smart in the Marvel Universe, not just... It would have been really interesting to be a new character, not just, hey, it's Jarvis. Yeah. I went to the internet, you can tell, because there's lots of glowing server towers. That's what the internet um, is. That, that's the internet, you can, and that was like a two-minute scene, that was pointless. Um other stuff i did feel like the hawkeye's family stuff uh you know what that all that stuff would have been better served in winter soldier agreed completely hey we need to we need some place to be safe oh i know let's go hawkeye hey i have my family here it's off the grid yep that would have been well way better served there here it just feels out of place and all of a sudden really strange yeah and this pops up out of nowhere um uh yeah and also it's super hallmarky and generic and bullshit and i don't like it i agree and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's i uh, like to me uh, I prefer, and it's a per completely ob subjective, don't get me wrong, but I prefer the Clint who is a really, really, really good super spy and terrible at real life. Um, that's how he's been in the comics for a while, and I like that way better. That being said, I can appreciate the idea that movie Clint actually has a wife and kids that's off the grid, mm -hmm. but the way it's presented is too generic, hallmarky, classic, 100% from the fucking 50s style bullshit. Yeah, and a blandly generic wife who's like, "Well, what about what about Black Widow, the Bruce Banner? What do you mean? What you don't know? What bitch? What do you know? You saw them for like two seconds. Mm -hmm. You don't. What do you know about them? You know shit. Shut up. I guess moving on to other bits here. Um, I feel like this movie is Iron Man two. The entire movie just feels like set up for Phase three. Yeah. Nothing about it really feels like its own. Everything's like, uh, Thor is doing this. That way he can give us exposition about this. Uh, we're going to mention Wakanda, because that's going to be stuff for Black Panther. We're going to have all this stuff where everyone distrusts Tony. That's going to lead to stuff in Civil War. And Cap is trading these new Avengers. Look at these new Avengers. That's going to be the next movie. Like this, uh, it's Here's Vision. Here's the, He's going to play a part later. Here's this, that. Here's I mean, it's all over the place. Like it, it, Avengers, the first film, felt like a cap to Phase 1. It felt like its own thing. Yeah. I, but there's a couple itty, like itty bits there to set up for Phase 2. They plant a couple films. small seeds. Yeah, plant a couple seeds. This film is just like a fucking a, a farmer on his fucking John Deere planting seeds all <laughs> over the fucking place. <laughs> That's a great fucking line, Bill. I mean, anybody who wants to say, who tried to say that uh, equating it to Iron Man 2 is too harsh can, go, can shut up. It, it's Iron Man 2. Yeah, I agree completely. And also, I thought Iron Man 2 was fun, but not very good. So, I, I, I have the same review for this movie. It was very fun, but not very good. Yeah, and it, and it brings up some more, more problematic story-wise. Um... Why is it, if Thanos wants all these wants his Infinity Stones and stuff? Why is he just giving them away? Um, 
in the first movie, I think it made slightly more sense because it was a case of he didn't know what to think about Earth. He didn't think Earth was worth his fucking time to travel across the cosmos. So he basically gambled giving this mischief god one gem in order to get back two. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Uh, I don't know why he was a giant pussy in Guardians of the Galaxy, though. That's a good point. Okay, I didn't think about that. Like He only started wanting to get the gems after the Avengers. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I can see that. And now that he knows Earth is a threat, that's why he's just like, fine, I'll do it myself. Which was a great kind of line, but also but kind of... silly, because it sounds like things like the galaxy has more superpower people and other stuff going on than just fucking Earth. Who cares? Yeah, I know. Like I said, it by itself, it made sense in the first movie that he would gamble one gem to get the other one. Because he has no, there's no reason why Loki wouldn't give him the scepter well, back. If, no, yeah, yeah, that was the point. Like after Loki got the tesseract, and he just be like, "Okay, I got the tesseract. Okay, come back here, Loki." Uh, because of uh, the deal that he made. Yeah. Okay. Well. The the deal that Loki would get Earth first and then get the tesseract. Maybe. Plus, yes, plus yes. they probably needed the tesseract on Earth too, as since it's the space gem in order to open up the space portal, maybe. Mm-hmm. Possibly. That's that's complete conjecture. But like, by itself, it made sense in the first movie. A lot of people complained that it didn't. By itself, that makes sense. It's everything else adding up that, to me, does not make sense. Yeah. Because he is continuously, like, gambling other gems and just not getting them when he could have gotten them. But no, now we're going to have to make more films where he goes back and gets the gems he could have got the first time around. Yes. That's what the end of that's the, the mid-credit scene of him picking up the gauntlet. Like, well, I guess gotta do it myself. Yeah, you should have done that in the first place. That's what you did in the fucking comic books, you pussy. <laughs> he had shit to do. Fucking asshole. Um, I'm trying to remember other little things. You were mentioning stuff. Uh, I like how all of a sudden there's a helicarrier. Yeah, just suddenly. Oh, yeah, it's an old one, but it works. Like, no, it where works. was that? Where was that? No shit. Um, it, was, it, was, it was near Washington with all the other ones. Oh, okay. Um, other stuff, uh, generic doomsday plot. Hey, I'm going to lift the city and smash it. Haha, you'll never stop my plan. Okay. Oh, they also destroyed. They also blew it up. So that sent a lot of rock onto all the people they tried to evacuate. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, what other stuff? Oh, the it's only bad. Of, it's only bad if Superman does it. It's only bad if Superman does it for sure. Uh, Five thousand people died in uh, Metropolis. That's terrible. Uh, the, this this movie, they killed. I'm positive more than five thousand people. Yeah. On top of uh, just uh, the amount of collateral damage that happens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, why, and anybody who wants to say, well, Superman, they, this movie, they actually show them saving people. Yes, but there's also, what, like, uh, there's like ten people. Or and they're all and they're all trained that have been doing this for years. Like, someone, I think it was on Reddit or some internet forum, pointed out everyone bitching about that, saying like, okay, uh, so that was Superman's first day being Superman ever. Um, Steve Rogers in month one of boot camp, before he got the super soldier serum, had more combat experience than Superman. The guy who has spent his entire life not using his powers and not getting into an altercation. For sure. What did you expect? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the more little man of steel quibbles because I feel like all the things you are praising this movie for me, I still did, but they bitched out then. Um. Oh, what else? Oh, uh, Wanda just being a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. She can just do whatever she wants. I like Wanda, and she was also very underutilized. The other characters, I felt like they were trying to give them more development, but it still felt shallow by the end of the film. Uh, killing Quicksilver for no reason other than to be Joss Whedon's normal. We had to kill someone to be dramatic. Uh, you could just not. Yep. That's I'm so tired of Joss Whedon's generic formulaic bullshit. Yeah, and then by the end of the film, everyone just forgot all that happened anyways. Yep, no one cares about Quicksilver anymore. Nope. Oh. Bye. That did remind me of one tiny thing that I liked in the film, though. 
the moment of Vision saving Wanda, and they look lovingly into each other's eyes. You know, that's another thing I felt weird. Um, sorry. Uh, I felt like Ultron had a lot of love for Wanda too, randomly. Yep. They I felt weird. They wanted to fuck. It's like it's like all this weird stuff. It's like when she finds out the plan, he's all like, "Oh no, no, don't believe ever ever." And when he, when Wanda comes to kill him, he's all like, "Get out! Yeah, get out of here!" I was like, "What are you? What is this?" Please Stop. don't make me do this to you. Stop this. Well, you know, when you're a freshly born murder robot and you got this hot bitch with red smoke powers, you gotta stick your metal dick in it. Gotta stick your vibranium dick in it. Vibranium. It starts up like a chainsaw, just like uh, that dick in Space Truckers. <laughs> True. Um, other, I'm trying to think of other things. Um, had all those other main points pop up, but uh, yeah, I think that's a lot of it. Um... The vibra- I like how they have to call everything vibranium still because they don't they can't use adamantium. So vibranium is apparently the hardest metal in the in the, in the world, not adamantium. Well, in the comics, uh, I, I, at least in one point, adamantium was a uh, man-made metal to try to replicate vibranium. And although it's harder than vibranium, it's actually not as useful as vibranium. Okay, because I know vibranium can absorb. Um, that's the thing like vibranium energy. absorbs everything so that makes it unbreakable whereas adamantium doesn't absorb it but it's just super strong mm-hmm. oh yeah i guess one fun final thing for me i felt like the cg a lot of times looked way too cartoonish the action scenes were terribly edited a lot of times the beginning of the film with it was all over the fucking place it was annoying uh oh and i guess uh i'm really uh, these are these are robots that are apparently made out of paper mache oh yeah because everyone destroys them with ease uh, quicksilver punches them and they just fall apart <laughs> His hands should be bloody or hurt or something. He's punching metal. I don't care. He's not he... the Flash. He does not yeah. have the speed force. He just runs. Yeah. Fast. That's all he does. He should be. His hands should be broken. All the time. Yep. Uh. So I think I think we're rambling on a lot there. Do you have any other final negative points I didn't cover? Or. Uh. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I think uh, at the end of the day, especially the movie's just kind of boring. I mean, it's yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's fun and a, and I liked it, but. It's actually pretty boring. Can you imagine another hour of that movie? Yeah, I bet that That's would be terrible. coming for the DVD, supposedly. Can't wait. Because I'm like, action scene, nothing happening. Action scene, nothing happening. Or happening, just everything drags. And no, it's funny, a lot of that, too, like the films also, like the first movie. Uh, end movie, end of the movie, they're fighting stuff. Uh, there's a dude with a staff that mind controls people to doing things for him. There's, there's so many elements in the first movie, they're just here right again. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm sure people are going to get mad because I'm just shitting on it. But you know what? Uh, I didn't hate it. I just really didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I liked it, but it wasn't a good movie. It was not. Not not at all. It was just such a mess. Uh, uh, I'm so happy this is Joss Whedon's last film because I'm just uh, done. I'm so done. I'm done with him. I, I Some of the stuff the studio added I did feel was better, but out of place. Like Thor... Thor's little quickening moment, and like, I, sorry guys, I must go to my home planet. Yeah. And then his uh, animation cell lifts off the screen. <laughs> bye Poochie. Bye Poochie. <laughs> bye, bye Thor Poochie. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And I hate the farm scene. It lasts way too long. Everyone, I know a lot of people were bitching about Thor's quickening, but I honestly thought that was like classic Jack Kirby. Um, it just felt weird that he had to get Stellan Skarsgård for that for some reason. Yeah. I didn't think he went to Asgard because they said uh, he picked up Sle- Selvig and he said that like all the realms have a pull like this. I thought he was still on Earth. 
I assume he was still on Earth. Yeah. Because why would he take him to Asgard? Yeah. Why was he there? <laughs> Just want to uh, bring you with me, buddy. Bye. So he can so he can be like a audience uh, version, uh, audience. Um, proxy of just hey i'm gonna explain things to the audience for thor you. has become the doctor and he just randomly takes human companions to different places in space and time yeah that's fair uh, and i also felt uh hawkeye's wife was an audience proxy absolutely hey you don't suck you're awesome you're amazing <laughs> hawkeye the, you're the, the coolest on top of the film shooting on hawkeye all the time like hey we get it he's he's a guy he we, we, we knew that in the first film hey, he's just a guy we knew that be a server head with it but I guess we're getting a little longer. The tooth is quickie is becoming a full-on uh, sweaty hot fuck section. <laughs> so um, I think overall, I think we like we said, I I think I'll stick with my C minus. Yeah, and I'll stick with a C plus. I'm probably going to end up seeing it uh, one more time uh, eventually, and we'll see what my decision is then. I have no interest or want to ever see this movie again. Like most of the Phase Two Marvel movies. Yeah. Or actually, most Marvel movies. Most Marvel movies, I've, I've been completely content never seeing again. Yep. So that's been my my general uh, feelings. So uh, yeah, so that's it for I guess for this uh, first quickie. Um, I guess we'll do some just a little wrap up here uh, in case you're just listening to this and you want to hear two random dudes that you've never listened to uh, talk about Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, you can find us at moviefilmsofbillandsteve.tumblr.com. You can email us at moviefilmsofbillandsteve at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook. Just look for Movie Films with Bill and Steve. We're also on iTunes. Search for Movie Films with Bill and Steve. And if you want the more personal Lovable Bill experience, you can find me on at on Twitter at Lovable Bill. Uh, you can check out my films, facebook.com slash silverspotlightfilms or www.silverspotlightfilms.com. And as always, guys, uh, there are no strings on me. No strings. God damn it, Jiminy, you're an asshole. God damn it. Oh, for God's sakes. Get it? Because I make uh, one-liners.